this episode of Sowing the Seed of the Kingdom, we're exploring one of Jesus' amazing miracles. This time he feeds 5,000 people with a little boy's packed lunch. The story is found in John's Gospel, which is a New Testament book that gives an account of the life of Jesus. Jesus feeds 5,000. After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went, because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, Where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, Even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Tell everyone to sit down, Jesus said. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks to God and distributed them to the people. Afterward, he did the same with the fish and they all ate as much as they wanted. After everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, Now gather the leftovers so that nothing is wasted. So they picked up the pieces and filled twelve baskets with scraps left by the people who had eaten from the five barley loaves. This story of Jesus feeding a crowd of over 5,000 people with just five loaves and two fish is a well-known one. It was an amazing miracle which points to Jesus' identity as the Son of God. But if we look behind the scenes, there are several other things it can teach us. Let's imagine we're with the crowd on the hillside that day. Jesus is on storming form today. He's preaching a great message, don't you think? Yeah. This crowd is hanging on his every word. He does tend to overrun a bit, though. I don't know about you lot, but I'm starving. Tell me about it. My stomach thinks my throat's been cut. I thought we came out here to get away from it all. We did. The trouble is, it all came with us. This crowd, there must be over 5,000 people here. How were we to know this lot was going to turn up and gatecrash our picnic? Picnic? Doesn't that imply the presence of food? I bet we're not the only ones that are feeling peckish. I mean, what about all these people? They haven't eaten for ages either. I bet no one thought to bring food with them. I did. What do you think, boys? Do you reckon we should drop Jesus a hint that it might be time to send people off to buy food? 
Great idea, Phil. Off you go. Don't let us stop you. Excuse me? Not now, Sonny. We're busy. Yes, we have logistical problems to solve. Well, what did he say? He says we should feed them. What? All of them? What with? He sent me to find out how much bread we have. That won't take long to work out. I have five loaves here. I've got a fish as well. Aren't you the lucky one? It's more than we've got. You can share it if you like. That's very kind of you, Sonny, but... Yes, it's kind of you. It's not much to feed all these people, but hey, it's better than nothing. Just. Come on, young man, let's take it to Jesus and see what he says. experience of living with and working with disabilities in our family and one of the biggest lessons we've learned is that to solve or find ways to cope with problems you need to think outside the box ignore the common wisdom that says this is the way it's done and make up your own way an example of what i mean is a problem we experienced with teeth cleaning it had become a huge issue and cause of stress and anxiety but why was such a seemingly mundane task a problem? Was it the taste of the toothpaste, the size of the toothbrush head, or the feel of it in the mouth? After asking questions and observing, it became clear that a lack of hand-eye coordination meant a struggle to put the toothpaste on the brush. Sometimes it missed completely. Sometimes it was just hanging on and was wiped onto the face instead of inside the mouth on the way. This was the cause of huge frustration. Now, common wisdom says that you put the paste on the brush, then you put the brush in your mouth. But does it matter? What difference would it make if you just squirted the paste straight into your mouth? No difference at all to the cleaning effect, but instantly removing the stress and returning the task to part of normal routine. Jesus is a great one for thinking outside the box. He constantly ignores human wisdom. He's not interested in man-made traditions or those who insist this is the way we've always done it. Jesus does things God's way and that always involves love and concern for others. He knows the crowd are getting hungry and he knows that he can provide food with God's intervention. But he doesn't just wave a magic wand and make it easy for his disciples. He encourages them to take on the challenge not send the people off hungry in search of food, but to try and find a way to feed them. I wonder what our reaction would have been. As so often happens in life, a child shows the way. He simply offers to share his food. How often have you been in a situation that has overwhelmed you and someone has made what on the face of it seems a childish suggestion that you brush aside dismissively, only to realise later that it was, after all, a sensible solution once you developed it. To the little boy, Ben, in our sketch, the problem is simple. 
Everyone is hungry, he has food, so he offers to share it. The size of the crowd in relation to the amount of food, the bigger picture, doesn't exist for him. Jesus was asking for bread and he gave his. And in a similar way, some of the disciples focused on the bigger picture, dismissing his offer as ridiculous, but others said, Okay, this is what we've got, let's take it to Jesus and see what he says. why a young boy was the only one in the crowd who'd had the presence of mind to bring food with him on that occasion. Does that sound like most young boys you know? Did he really think of that for himself? Or was there an unsung hero in the background whose foresight made this miracle possible? Let's look at what might have happened earlier that day. Joanna, dear, can you help me with the washing up, please? Okay, Mum, you wash, I'll dry. Hey, here's Ben. Looks like he's in a hurry. Mum, Mum, you'll never guess. Jesus is here. What, here? We haven't finished the washing up. Well, not exactly here. He's, he's just crossing the lake in a boat. That's nice. It's a lovely day for a sail. Yes, but uh, can I go and see him? Josh is going, and Zach and Tobias. Going where? Round the lake. He's bound to come ashore soon. Hurry up, Mum. Say yes or they'll go without me. I don't want to miss out. Oh, I suppose so. If it's a nice day for a sail, it's a nice day for a walk too, I guess. Bit of exercise won't do you any harm. Don't get into trouble and don't be back too late. Thanks, Mum. Bye. Wait! Haven't you forgotten something? <sighs> Thanks, dear, for the hug. But that isn't what I meant. What are you going to eat while you're gallivanting off with your mates? You haven't thought of that, have you? Growing lad like you needs something decent inside him. It'll be tea time before you know it, and you'll be starving. OK. What have we got in the fridge? Don't be silly. This is first century Palestine. We haven't got a fridge. Look, here's some bread. Take that and have a couple of these fish to go with it. Can I take a bag of crisps as well? Oh, I forgot. <laughs> it's first century Palestine and... They haven't been invented yet. Never mind, those fish butties will have to do. See you later. Bye, dear. Take care and listen carefully so you can tell me what this Jesus said when you get back. I'm a mum. It's my job. Being a mum is a role that has no job description. It involves an ever-changing range of skills and priorities. It's a job for life. Caring, nurturing, protecting, feeding, clothing, educating, providing a loving environment for a child to thrive in 
and providing encouragement and moral support along the way. But how often is it overlooked, dismissed as unimportant compared to your status outside the home? Which is rather a sad reflection on our society, because our lives as human beings are based on living in relationship with God and with others around us. We live in family groups, whether that be mum, dad and children, or people sharing accommodation, or living separately. We all have, to use modern terminology, a family bubble, in which we care for each other, provide for each other's needs, share times of joy and sorrow, expressing love and affection. It's the foundation of our lives. And within those family bubbles, there's always at least one who assumes the mother role. The one who keeps everything together, keeping food in the cupboards and meals on the table, making sure both home and clothes are clean and the bills are paid, knowing who should be where and when and how they're getting there and back. We won't all have happy feelings when we think of our mother, and many of us won't have a mother around anymore. Sometimes that can make an act of kindness, someone mothering them, even more special. Of course, there's no mention of Ben's mum in the Bible, but it seems likely that she was there in the background, making sure that her son had what he needed for the day's excursion, the unsung heroine that made it possible for the boy to play the part he did in the day's events. Unsung heroes are not just a thing of the past. Nowadays, too, there are plenty of people who usually work quietly in the background, unnoticed and uncelebrated but the true value of whose efforts has been brought home to us in the current crisis. We've clapped for frontline NHS staff and carers, but we've also come to appreciate the work of cleaners, shop and hospitality workers, those who produce our food and those who deliver it to supermarkets or to our door. Couriers and posties bringing our internet shopping safely to our homes and the many volunteers who have gone out of their way to help their neighbours. We've perhaps begun to take less things for granted and appreciate more what we have. People have said that although the past months have been difficult, they feel they've benefited from the slower pace of life, had more time for the things that are important and let other things go that were perhaps just a distraction or a habit. Many have used the time to discover new things about themselves and others, begun to see things in a different light. Let's hope it will continue to shape our thinking when our lives move forward again. It can be easy to compare ourselves to others and find ourselves lacking. In our story so far, we have an ordinary mum providing an everyday lunch which her son offers to share with others. Let's see what happens when the disciples take him to Jesus. Mum, Ben's home. Hi, Mum. Hi, Joanna. Hello, love. How did it go? Oh, Mum, it was brilliant. Oh, this Jesus is a good speaker then. Oh, yes. He told some great stories. Some made you laugh. Others made you think. You think? Well, there's a first time for everything. 
But you know what the best bit was? The food. <laughs> that does sound like my brother I know. Well, my home-baked bread does have quite a reputation round here, and I'm a bit of a dab hand at cooking fish too, though I say it as shouldn't. Yes, Mum, you're a great cook, but it's what Jesus did with my lunch that was really amazing. What did he do? Add some sort of sauce or a garnish? What was Jesus doing with your lunch in any case? I gave it to him. You gave food away? Wonders never cease. But then you wouldn't have had anything to eat. I did, I had plenty, but let me explain what happened. We're all ears. Well, there was this big crowd, all of us gathered to listen to Jesus, over, over 5,000 I'd say, and it was so interesting that no one wanted to go home. And then some of Jesus' friends, disciples they call themselves, said that everyone would be getting hungry and shouldn't Jesus send them off to buy food? You had some, thanks to me. Yes, but most people didn't. And then Jesus told the disciples to give the people something to eat. And they didn't know what to do because they didn't have anything to give them. Well, I've been so busy listening to Jesus, I, I hadn't eaten my picnic, so I said they could have it. <laughs> that was very kind, dear, but it wouldn't have been anywhere near enough to feed all those people. Maths never was his strong point. That's what the disciples thought. They wouldn't take any notice of me at first, but they didn't have any other food to offer Jesus, so in the end a disciple called Andrew said, we might as well give it a whirl. What happened then, love? Well, Jesus didn't laugh at me or ignore me. He took the bread and the fish you gave me and he said a thank you prayer to God. I always do that, don't I, Mum? We all do, dear. It's always good to remember that God is the source of every blessing. What happened then? Well, Jesus started to break up the food into smaller portions and he asked the disciples to start handing them out to the people. And when they'd given out the first lot, he gave them some more. And they kept coming back and he kept giving them more. Until in the end, everyone had had enough food to eat. Even you? Yeah. And there would even have been enough for you if you'd been there. Annoying as you are. Annoying? Me? It tasted just as great as when you first baked it, Mum. And, it, and there was even some leftovers at the end. More than I started off with in the first place. That really is amazing. We should ask Jesus round here. Save a few visits to Sainsbury's. Now you're pulling my leg, Mum. You never shop at Sainsbury's. Because it's first century Palestine. And Sainsbury's hasn't opened for business yet. Jesus takes the food, offers a prayer of thanks to God and starts to share it out. Wouldn't you have loved to have been there? I wonder if people realise just how little Jesus started with when the food started coming round. The Bible says he gave thanks to God for the bread 
then shared it, and people ate all they wanted. Then he did the same with the fish. He just kept sharing it, the disciples kept taking it round, and were told everyone was full. This wasn't just a mouthful each. The Bible says the people felt full afterwards. Then Jesus asks that the leftovers be collected up. Leftovers? 5,000 people, five barley loaves and two fish, and there were leftovers? Amazingly, 12 baskets of bread left over. No one is excluded, no one is left out. All are fed and there was food left over. This is a powerful reminder of God's loving and generous nature to all. It's a wonderful story, and I love Margaret's sketch around it, especially the hint of doubt in her ability from the mum when Ben says it was what Jesus did with her food that was so amazing. Many of us instantly doubt ourselves and expect criticism or failure, often without reason, simply through our own insecurity. In this miracle, we witness the power of God worked through Jesus. The boy gave what he had to Jesus, Jesus gave what he had to God, and the outcome was unbelievable. There's so much in this story for us to take away and think about. Here are a few suggestions. Are we open to doing things differently, to thinking outside the box and not being constrained by man-made restrictions? When we pray about situations, do we trust God to answer in his way? Or do we try to tell him what we think he should do? Do we appreciate the people around us? Do we love and encourage each other along life's journey with words of thanks and gestures of kindness, accepting them for the person they are, not their job description or pay level? On a more personal note, have you come to Jesus and offered what you have? your life, your gifts and talents, for him to use through you. Perhaps God is nudging you today. Why not spend some time with him? Deepen your relationship with him and see what he can do through you.
services held by Teambridge Methodist Circuit Coastal Section. Full videos can be viewed on their YouTube channel. Music is taken from worship audio tracks, all rights reserved. <laughs> 